0: Welcome to the Joe Vance Sports Show. Today we got Chris Mazza on for an interview of the Boston Red Sox.
1: Chris, what's up, dude? What's going on, man? So Chris, Joey, and myself are uh, childhood friends. Go back a long ways. When did we meet? Was seven years old, six years old? About that. Um, You were – I was trying to think about this the other day. You
2: were nine, and I was eight. It was when we were on the Orioles okay because it wasn't football because i didn't play football until the next year yeah
1: that's right okay so we go back a long ways and uh obviously uh, me and joe are sitting here behind a microphone and uh chris is in spring training so we saw how all of our careers turned out um, <laughs> but uh yeah we're obviously just been talking baseball and everything kicking back off and so just wanted to connect with someone who's kind of living it every day and uh Yeah, Chris, why don't you give everyone just a little bit of background. You don't have to go like too crazy, but kind of just how you, you know, started out where you got to today and, you know, how you ended up in Red Sox camp. Jeez, man. Um, Doesn't have to be crazy, but
2: just some people know. I know. No, it is. It's a kind of a crazy story. Like when you really think about it,
0: it'll be a Disney movie in no time. Don't worry.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know, uh, yeah. But um, yeah. But so, I mean, you guys know the story. But I mean, basically, you know, being around you guys, I was always the small little kid growing up. Like I was good, like when we were in little league and stuff. And then in high school, like I wasn't able to be as good as probably I could have been if, like, maybe what, like I got held back like one or two years, and I would have actually
1: been like literally the perfect time to be a senior in high school but uh yeah what yeah. you hit your growth spurt more senior year or college senior year right For I mean yeah S- senior year starting baseball
2: season I was 5'7 and then when we graduated I was 5'11 It's
1: <sighs> crazy that's all you know and, um, and then six, you got four? to college now you're 6'4 <laughs> so
0: yeah
1: a little bit of a late bloomer and everything, and then you ended up at Menlo, which is where I went. Small. And that's
2: another reason why I went there is because I mean, first of all, they weren't going to cut anybody, so I was like, "Hey, I'll get four <laughs> more years, it's close school, and then I'll go into firefighting." Well, that kind of went on the back burner when everything kind of started clicking again. Like I was like, "What six one my six one six two my freshman year." And, like, my body stopped growing as much. It just slowed down. So, like, those baby fawn legs that I had, like, for, when you hit those growth spurts, like, it wasn't – everything started to click again.
1: And then you you were 6'4", and, you know, all of a sudden you're throwing 95. Uh, yeah. You know, that changes things a little bit.
0: Well, let's not yeah. forget when Chris was in college, he was playing shortstop, and his coach right. realized, you're like, wow, this kid's got a cannon, put him on the mound, and he was clocking 95-plus.
2: No, I told them to put me on the mound. <laughs> oh, okay, you were
0: the one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because I knew nobody threw over 90 on our team, and I was like – Give me a shot. Hey. <laughs> I pitched in Little League, and I, mean, I have a good arm. I'm like, let me see if I can get on the mound. And then I was next thing I know, I was throwing 95 on the mound.
1: And then you, so you, you played through your junior year and then got drafted, right?
2: Yeah. And And the draft is probably the most, probably the worst thing you'll ever have to go through once you get in Pro Bowl, or is one of the worst. Because, I mean, you get scouts and all these guys like, hey, yeah, we're, we're really interested, you know, we're gonna, we're looking at taking you in the top 10 rounds and then Yeah, you're watching. 12th round. Here goes round 10. (laughs) No no call. Oh, oh, crap. And then you just, like, keep on waiting, 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 waiting. Like, okay, what's going on? What's going on? Is this actually going to happen? And then 27 rounds later,
1: (laughs) you know. But. I finally get
2: drafted. I was, like, and we were, dude, I got drafted, and I was standing for the national anthem, uh,
1: In a summer summer ball game, in freaking North Carolina. So how'd you find out? Like someone from the stands just was like, "Hey, you got no." So
2: I I told our coach, dude, that, "Hey, can I have my phone in the dugout tonight? I'm supposed to be getting a call today, (laughs) hopefully about the draft." And like, yeah. Well, I didn't know I didn't have my phone on silent. It was all loud, and you know, they're having. Who's the ringtone? I don't know what the ringtone was. I just knew my phone was ringing. (laughs) (laughs) And And then, like, I forget who was standing next to me. They just, like, directly stopped looking at the flag and, like, looked right at me, and we kind of just, like, looked at each other. We're like,
1: "Uh, what's going on? That's so (laughs) awesome. And it was the twins you got drafted to.
2: Yeah. And actually, Chris Cleary, one of my teammates at Menlo, I saw his text. So, basically, he told me first that I got drafted. That's so funny. Because he was watching the draft.
1: <laughs> That's so nice. awesome. It's, like, delayed probably. Yeah. And you, but you got a call from the team telling you that. It wasn't like uh, – you saw, like, you know, obviously it wasn't like yeah. ESPN headline that came across. It but. was
2: – no, yeah, it was the uh, one of the scouts. And he was okay. like, hey, congratulations. Like, we just drafted you. That's pretty but awesome. I was – I mean, it, it was a missed call, but I also had a text message. So when I opened my phone on the screen, it said, Chris Cleary, and it showed the, his text message saying, oh. so that's how
1: I found out. Gotcha. Okay. And then that's I so called true. the number back. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, I'll take it. I'm in. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, oh, too late, too late, dude. Right. Um, (laughs) And so you get into the organization, and and obviously, you know, we don't have to go too crazy on it. You kind of get in there, you bounce around a little bit. You know, you ended up getting traded to the Marlins, or you got DFA'd and then signed with the Marlins.
2: Yeah. So I got released twice. I got released by the Twins in 2015. And then, like, four days later, I think me and Joey and Nick yeah. were actually golfing and yep. <laughs> I got, and I you, got were like, a, I don't, you were
0: like, I'm going to drink a tall boy today. It's okay. You're like, I'm not on the team no, right exactly. now. You're and like, oh, as yeah, you're saying it, drink. you get the phone call. <laughs> yeah. Like
2: I get the phone call and we're like, uh, yeah, I just got picked up by the Marlins. There's like, yeah. like, all right. <laughs>
1: Do you, you, you know do you because st- i was
2: only at home for like four days
1: yeah you weren't here very long i remember that and you get picked up by them play with them a whole season and then or yeah so i was with them from 15 to 18. okay and
2: uh you know like thinking like 17 i had such a good year and the marlins were actually haven't we were kind of struggling at that point you know i had 301 and then somebody goes down and talking about that they need a starter I'm just like okay, you know, like this, this has to be like this has to be the chance. And it was between me and another guy, uh, Chris O'Grady, who actually is funny because we played on the same summer ball team that day that I got drafted. And so everybody's funny about that. Everybody's like saying congratulations when we get in the dugout and everything, and when I told them, and uh, it after the game, we get back on the bus to go back to where our field was. And, like, five minutes in the ride, into the ride, Chris O'Grady stands up. He goes, no, us. You uh, know you got drafted? I was like, what? No way. <laughs> and then everybody just started busting up laughing because I was like, dude, you were in the dugout with us. It, wait, and yeah, he's no – so
1: he's the guy that ended up getting the call-up? Yeah, he's the one that actually ended up getting the call. Wow. That's crazy, though, that, like, the network, you know, like,
0: guys you it's play with. in small and,
1: world. Yeah, I was going to say, guys you play with in just crazy leagues or teams or play against, like, you end up – for the most part, guys that hang around run into each other, like, just nonstop, you know?
2: Well, yeah. Well, put it – think about, like, what's funny this this way. So – me and uh, Ben Attendee,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, coming into this year, I we didn't know each other at all. You know, we never played against each other, completely different age and stuff. And um, we're talking, I right, talking about how I was living in Nashville now, and he's like, "Oh, I live in Nashville." I was like, "What?" <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, yeah." You know, he's like, "Where do you live?" I was like, "Oh, yeah, we're like living right off the Mumbreen Street." He goes. I live off the Montgomery Street. He's literally like, no way, a hundred yards away from us in a different apartment
1: complex. That's That's so funny. That's awesome, though. (laughs) It's like, are you shooting? That's so awesome. And so, so going back fast forward, so you you drop by the Marlins, and then you get signed with the Brewers for like a hot second, and then then you're with the Mets last year.
2: Yeah, well, no, I went to see. So the Brewers called me. Okay. After the uh, I got released by the Marlins, and then, I mean, I also had to go to any ball. I went and played.
1: Right. I remember that. And uh,
2: then, the Mariners or the Brewers called and like, hey, yeah, we want you to come. So I drove up to South Carolina or North Carolina where their uh, high A team was, and did all the mris and stuff and everything and you know three days later after all those mris they're like yeah so we can't we can't sign you i was <laughs> like what this
0: I, is only 2019 right this was
2: 2018 18 okay yeah and i was like what do you mean so dude like i get because i guess they make they ended up making a move while they're so there's just not a place to put me and so i go back outside and i got i got to make a phone call to the indie ball team that i was playing for i was like hey like they just coming back, uh, <laughs> <inside> <laughs> me, they're like, <laughs> they're like <"Yes!" laughs> i'm coming back and they're like well we don't have a spot for you now oh my, oh my god, god. Dude, I was like, he's. I was like, are you serious? They were telling me that I would just like roll right back into you guys, and I guess it must have been miscommunication, or the dudes from freaking the Brewers didn't understand how indie ball <laughs> works,
1: right? You know, and, and then after that, then you get your crack with the Mets, right? Well, I got picked
2: up by Seattle at the in, in August.
1: Okay. Yeah, a lot of teams. I was gonna say you're building up a hat collection, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, seriously.
2: But um yeah, so I was with the Mariners for just like August and then the playoff – or their yeah, they went to the playoffs. We went to the playoffs. Okay. And I mean when I was there, like I had a one
1: three and five starts so it obviously got you back on the radar with some teams and organizations
2: yeah and I and then I ended up signing another year re-signing with them for 2019 Mm -hmm. and then um during then they picked me up from the Mets ended up picking me up at the rule
1: five draft because that's right Seattle didn't protect me and when you go Rule Five, they have to add you to the forty man, right? That's only when you. So there's different phases. So okay. that's
2: with big league Rule Five. Mm, okay. And then there's a AAA uh, phase and a Double A phase. Basically, the AAA and Double uh, A phase is basically a mandatory trade for cash. Okay. So gotcha. it's not like you got. They're like, "Oh, you want to draft us, or you want to take our guy and bring him over there?" All right. Well, there's like twenty five thousand or whatever, right. however much it costs. And now
1: I'm on the Mets. Okay. And you and you you rise quickly when you're at the Mets. Like you went from was it Double A? You started there up to yeah. I mean you got your call up last year yeah. so you yeah. went pretty fast
2: well yeah I basically got told in spring training the only reason I didn't make the trip I wasn't going to be on the triple a team is because I didn't have a big league time because all the five starters were all have big league experience got it and they weren't gonna put them down in double a so sure. and then yeah and then I just played the good old roller coaster ride so Binghamton uh Syracuse are only an hour away from each other.
1: Okay.
2: So I had my first start in double A and then a move happens. So I called up triple A have a start. Another move happens. Go back down to (laughs) double A, have a start. This happened like three times. It literally went, yeah, back to double A. Then another move, go back up triple A for the next start. I literally had five starts in a row. And neither and was in the – not two of them in a row
1: at the same level. That's nuts. And yeah. and then after that, then you get the call up, right?
2: Yeah. Then I get called up to AAA for the rest of the year.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
2: June 25th, I get the phone call about the big leagues. Okay. And basically they couldn't even like give me a direct answer that yes – we're calling you up tomorrow. It was, Hey, we're sending you to Philly. You're going to taxi squad. If they end up needing you for tonight,
1: they're going to activate you to the roster. So you're there and you're not even, you're not technically on the team yet. Like you're, you're like sitting there ready to go. Dude, I'm on an airplane. (laughs) Like I got to the airport
2: the morning of the 26th and they hadn't made a move yet so you know i get on the plane i still don't know for sure we're starting to back out and i get a phone call and i was like all right i because i it was uh it was our uh not our gm but it was our player development head player Mm -hmm. development guy and uh he's like hey so you're going to be activated today. I was like, hope you brought your glove. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're so corny. <laughs> but yeah, it was literally like, it, he didn't say that, but he's like, you're going to be activated today. Congratulations. That's so was awesome. Like, Thank you. And like, I, I hurry up and I'm hung up and I'm like, you know, I got this big ass grin on my face sitting in a seat next to somebody <laughs> that I don't even really
1: know. Yeah. But that's Awesome. And you're yeah. you're up there for a few weeks, or not a few weeks, you're up there for a few months, kind of back and forth, but I mean most yeah. of your time was was up at the bigs. Like you, you stuck the majority of the time up there, right? I know you went no. back that a few times. I had fifty one days last year. Okay. Gotcha. So a third okay. of the season. And then you get rule fived by the Red Sox? Is that how that works?
2: No, I got DFA'd in okay. the off season. When they uh, did the – when they signed Waka and Parcello. Okay. Gotcha. And then I was literally – so they picked up Parcello, who was on the Red Sox
0: mm-hmm.
2: roster. And so then when that spot opened up, they <laughs> they claimed me off waivers. So it was basically like – A,
1: a swap. A, yeah, basically. Nice. That's yes,
0: awesome. So now we're now we're present day. Now we're the Red Sox.
1: Yeah, and.
0: You're in the weirdest oh, situation known to baseball history.
1: Yeah. We're sitting there all summer <laughs> or all, you know, spring. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. Like looking at the Red Sox schedule. I'm like, that's cool. Chris comes out to the West coast a few times, like maybe make a trip out there. And then. Hey, the second them. week of the season, we were going to be out in Oakland. That's what I mean. I was like, we're yeah. all fired up. We're like trying to plan. I'm like, yeah, I'll probably go all four days. Like, you know, check it out. Cause you don't know when you're going to pitch or what the deal is. And then I'm like son of a bitch, like, of course, like, all this hits, yeah. you know, right? You're up there, you know, from, like, kind of the start of the season for the first time, and everything yeah. kind of shuts down. So, I mean, we obviously know kind of there's a lot of stuff that happened, good and bad, you know, between the players and the, the team and all that. Like, don't don't really want to dive into that. But what, since the restart, you know, a week sure, or two ago – To
2: be honest, dude, I really don't even know much about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they were calling – I'm sure baseball is calling Chris Mazza to figure out what he wants to do for the season. Yeah, <laughs> How much I'm he wants he to get paid. We all
2: we all have like two player reps, but you know, I mean, like, I kind of, you know, I, I. I'm
1: I'm sure the players' association was like, "Hey, w- let's put Scherzer on hold and find out what Chris thinks uh, right. about this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably
0: not.
1: Um, They're very like who. So- so how 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 has it been the last two weeks, dude? Like obviously, like, you know, you read everything, but I feel like unless you're in it, which is like really why we wanted to kind of get you on, because I think it's kind of cool, like it's so different. Like I saw a picture that you posted and was like training it or like you know, getting changed in the locker room and you're like in a luxury suite anyway. <laughs> right? I'm like, what is going on here? So yeah,
2: it is it's it's definitely interesting. Um because you know uh, you're in the Big old place, and there ain't nobody there.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're not in a spring training facility. You're in the stadium.
2: Yeah, you're in the stadium. Like, there's no fans. There's no, like, concession stand workers. Like, like at a normal that would actually be at a normal baseball game, right? And you know, and then your locker room is basically now a storage facility of boxes right and your luxury suites the business suites and everything up top are players individual locker room it's
0: kind of cool. cool though
1: <laughs> no dude <laughs> don't so get funny. me wrong it's, it's, it's
2: sick i wish it always kind of be like that it's kind of cool i wish it was like a real but,
0: game you get like a bucket of beer you get hot dogs everything is in the luxury suite for you when you get in there <laughs> yeah right well
2: i mean yeah the food would be kind of cool like yeah the luxury
1: but I mean so it's the, almost kind of like that like we so just have to go get our food down the hall what, what's like a typical day like then now I mean obviously like you know I, as a pitcher you're not every day throwing stuff but like with the you know the restrictions and how things have changed like from from like previous spring trainings like how is like your day-to-day changed Oh, so
2: much. I mean, just being in contact with your teammates. um, I mean, you see most of the pitchers that go with you to these other fields. So we're actually using, like, Boston College, like, as our second uh, facility just because, you know, especially, like, now, like, we're playing games Mm -hmm. and stuff, and – to maximize the, I guess, Just like amount space. of people that are in one area. Yeah, you know, like to, I guess, not maximize, but to limit like people's contacts with each other. Right. You know, you got twenty pitchers in camp right now. One day, there's probably like eight or nine out one facility, and then there's three or four that are pitching or there's probably like six that are pitching in the game that day. And then the other like two or three are throwing a bullpen. So they're going to the stadium earlier. And then we're going over to Boston college and throwing, doing like P-
1: PFPs and that kind of work. So it's just really there. breaking you guys up into like smaller groups and, and yeah. versus like, like a, you know, before it was probably just everyone show up to the facility and, you know, you're doing things together. and
2: Oh, yeah. It's all the pitchers in one group doing their PFPs in the morning. And then, then we all come together and do, like, a team defensive drill and stuff. And then the hitters take BP. Mm-hmm. And then we would, you know, either go home or we'd have a game against another team.
1: Ha- has it changed a lot, like, with the timeline? Like, you guys – I mean, next Friday is opening day for you. And you know what I mean? Like before, you know, spring training was like a month and a half, maybe more. You know, it's like you have time to kind of like ramp up, you know, get the arm going or players to get their timing down. Like it was kind of like get in, get used to everything. And it's like, Hey, next Friday we play like for real, like that's what I mean.
2: Also, you know, nobody was just sitting on the couch for three months
0: no, you were on a boat nah, fishing. Throwing,
2: like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, when we get into off-season, like, now, like, there's, like, a month or two that we don't even pick up a baseball. Right. And then we start getting back into the r- routine, you know. Like, this whole time, everybody was at least probably picking up a baseball, you know. Throwing. And, at yeah. least five times a week, five, six times a week and right. doing all that throwing and hitting so you know the ramp up is able to happen the biggest i think that is when you start doing the games the inner squad that um, that extra like gear that you kind of get which makes you more sore you know being mm-hmm. like there's practice sore and then there's sore after a game right you know, that extra adrenaline gets your blood going and, you know, you're actually using a little bit more effort than you would do with, you know, just maybe like a practice or something. Yeah, totally. So I think those are the biggest things to like, I think that's one of the biggest things to get back. Yeah, into, you're not. Basically.
1: Are you guys, do you have any like practice games or any kind of scrimmages coming up? Or is so it just we like. Are,
2: yeah, we actually are doing a, uh, we got two games against Toronto. Okay. We're going to do two. I guess,
1: yeah. Practice games, kind and of run throughs, and yeah, yeah. What's, uh...
2: I, everybody was allowed three. Okay, and you know, it's a benefit for teams like Oakland and San Francisco because you just drive right forty minutes, or like both New York teams or team like we don't have another. Our closest team is New York. New
1: York, yeah. That's a and, four hour drive. Right. And I don't really see New York and Boston like teaming up like, Hey, you want to play a friendly, uh, friendly scrimmage here?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> plus you guys are going to play each other about, you know, 20 of the 60 games. I feel like after looking at the schedule, it's pretty, yeah, pretty wild. And
2: and then I'm also playing against a team that I came from last year and a team that I didn't think we will. If it was a normal season, we weren't even playing this year. Right. Because next year is when we're supposed to do the NL East uh, yeah. inter interleague play.
0: Do you feel like with the new schedule being a 60-game schedule and you're playing a less amount of teams, do you feel like who has the advantage, the pitchers or the batters, when it comes to your pregame studying and all that stuff? I mean – It's just less people to study, right? What do you mean? Oh, like scouting I mean, reports on different hitters and stuff like that. I mean, you're going to be facing the same hitters and they're going to be facing the same pitchers yeah. relatively quickly.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely – I think – I don't think it's really an advantage. I mean, you guys both get to do the same thing.
1: Yeah, true. Just
2: as quick. Um, I mean, typically it's always our advantage if you look at statistics. So, we're always an advantage.
0: Yeah, true. The – uh
1: and it's just going to be crazy. Like with without fans, like, I'm curious. I mean, I know the rumor was floated, like it would be awesome. And I know, you know, you guys for a million reasons don't want to do it, but you know, like the mic'd up, like you're going to hear, you know, I guess at the broadcast like players. Yeah. Like, you know, just things that you would never hear. Right. Like it's on a TV. Um, yeah. I mean, to be honest,
2: as a fan, that'd be freaking awesome. That's what I'm saying. Like but you would hear player, like a
1: cutoff guy yelling, like, you know, three, you know, like you would never hear that like with crowd. Yeah. But
2: as a player, you know, sometimes it's hard to not say things that you probably shouldn't say. <laughs> or like,
1: you know, Totally. I, I heard one of the players and it was like an anonymous guy. It was just like, no for very obvious reasons <laughs> like there's just things yeah. that players talk about out on the field when you're competing that like probably We're don't just want 20 around. million people to
0: hear you know
1: yeah for yeah sure. or
0: you're just messing around with your buddy and people take it the wrong way for sure yeah
2: or, or you accidentally
0: S- swear
2: say to, no yeah. not even swear dude it's more offend somebody with somebody something that you say joking around to a friend and Somebody takes it the wrong way,
0: yeah. And all of locker room
1: stuff,
2: you have to go to like counseling, because You said a homophobic gesture or something,
1: or or just like you know, you strike out a batter and you know you you just you're fired up and you yell something. It's like that's going to get caught. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't be. Um, (laughs) Hey, I know we're kind of running short on time. What what's a COVID test like? it's literally you just spit in a cup oh they're not doing the the nasal thing no god Uh if i had to do that (laughs) (laughs) once
2: every other day
1: yeah i was gonna say you take one every other day right
2: yeah if i'm getting a freaking (laughs) that's what i was wondering that's why i asked stuck to my brain like geez.
1: all right two two final questions for you so with the rule changes, what what's going to be the hardest one for you? No seeds, no just like spitting in general, or no licking the fingers for grip. Like you got to apparently use a wet towel. To like Dude, get your hands. I'll tell you what, the spitting one is just not possible. It's stupid. Like. Well, I don't want to get you in not trouble to here. Try to spit
2: less. Try not to spit less. Yeah. Or try to spit less.
1: I'm sure it's you're a habit, somebody, like when you get on the baseball Oh, it's just film.
2: it's just a habit. It's just yeah. even when you're outside. Yeah, when you're in your house, you're not gonna spit on the freaking floor, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But since you've always known that you're outside, you can do that. Right.
1: It's legal. Or if you're just running the bases and you know, you hit a double and you just kinda of stop like sometimes you just naturally you've been doing it for twenty smart. years, like
2: Yeah. <laughs> you slide into second head first and some dirt gets in your mouth. Yeah. Right, right. So you want me to swallow the dirt?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It's just going to be, uh, it'll be interesting. You know, I mean, there's just a lot of things that I think are unknown. And, you know, I saw those things. And uh, it, have you used the wet towel yet? Like, is it way different than gripping? Like, no, because I don't want a wet towel in my back pocket. Well, that's what I was wondering. I was like, are you just going to ask someone, have, like, like, sopping wet pants, like, by the third <laughs> yes. inning? Like, how's this going to work? <laughs> I'm swamp fast
2: the whole time.
1: Um. Final questions, I guess. Are you guys? Uh, I guess is the team getting fired up and like trying to do like cool like social distancing like celebrations and things like that. Like, are you guys having like fun with it and just trying to like you know make the best of it?
2: Um, I mean, to be honest, I really don't know because usually if I see people high fiveing stuff, it's probably because I gave like some one of our pitchers gave up a run. <laughs> you know what? <I> mean, <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're isolated out there. You're, and I'm yeah. sure it's more like you're down at the bullpen or you're down somewhere else. You're not really, you know, in the dugout, like, you know, with the team well, necessarily. Yeah. You know. Or it's off one of your teammates. Like, your teammate just hit a home run right. off you. It's not like, <laughs> yeah, our guy just hit a bomb off
2: you. The it's more of a wait-and-see and and see situation. All doing all these things. <laughs> like, oh, no, actually, this is my teammate. <laughs> you know?
1: well, I'm, I, I'm wondering, yeah, the, the hitters are probably – you know oh yeah I'm stuff. sure they got
2: a bunch of stuff in
1: yeah we're just gonna be sitting
2: in freaking six feet apart I guess in the smallest bullpen in history
1: well I'll uh, we'll be looking forward to a dead silence when you strike someone out and you have to come up with some reaction to like you know you're not gonna necessarily be like getting the crowd all fired up you know yeah I can't I can't <laughs> it would be funny if you raise it up though yeah <laughs> Yeah, just, like, a little, like, to everyone. Yeah, every
0: strikeout, dude, just.
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thanks for uh, for jumping on. I don't, you know, I'm guessing you don't have a whole lot else going on, but uh, I didn't know if you guys yeah. have, like, night meetings or anything else. But, no. Yeah. well, good luck uh, last week here with the scrimmage games and, uh, you know, knocking those out. And, uh, obviously, you know, opening day will be a little bit different and trying to get adjusted, like, no fans and stuff. But. It would be awesome. Yeah.
2: Well, that's what—that's the whole point of this inner squads right now, I and mean, get used to the no fans. But you know, I think once there's somebody else in a different uniform on a different team, that adrenaline is going to still go up.
0: Yeah. Yes. Whether
2: you're
1: playing in front of any fans, you know, thirty thousand or nothing, like if you're competing. Yeah. You know, you're competing.
2: I'm sure it will be very been similar. Practicing with uh, fan noise, dude. It's good. you background. guys are.
1: Yeah, we did it the other day. How was that? Was it different? It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> there's just there's yeah. no one there. Like all this noise. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and also I
2: was sitting up in my suite, eating lunch, watching the game. <laughs> and
1: That's just feel cool. like this
2: constant noise. So, I mean, I wasn't out on the field like being able to hear it. Right. But I feel like when it stands, like just constant noise is like being at the game. Like right. if you close your eyes on the mound, or so I'm like, it sounds like it, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Dude, I think you got this
2: noise when you're out there. Anyway, you can't hear that one person saying, yeah, go Chris. You,
1: you have a a legit advantage though. So don't forever forget, you know, it'll just be like playing at your Menlo days with no fans in the stands. So you'll be good. Yes. I probably have the best. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, buddy. Well, thanks for jumping on. I know we're uh, pretty much at our time. I
0: think we're going to get cut off here, but, uh, Yeah, good luck. Looking forward to to seeing you play this season. And uh, we'll have you on in a couple weeks after the season gets going here and see how it's uh, really going.
2: Yeah, that would be nice. Let's see. All right, buddy. Go get that. Have a good one, buddy. All right, man. Bye.